morning. So continue to check your email throughout the summer. So those who are on or here obviously did. And we'll see about uh, next Shabbos, the Shabbos after Pashas and the one after that will be. And I'll know a couple days about next uh, Shabbos and Sunday. The copy that has Perichelek in Sanhedrin, Kufal from Abayz, which we began, we're going to spend this time and next time trying to figure out who Micha was, was he the original one, how were they related if he wasn't. And the reason this isn't Perichelek, like many things from Navi, is because the Gemara. Right, that's the first sheet that it, that it was him. There's no mention of him in the genealogy of the families. Most of the 600,000 people were not mentioned by name. You'd have to be a head of a shevet or a very hush of a levy, kayane, rabble rouser. He was a rabble rouser, but he was... The, but that's infamous, not famous. Yeah, you had to, you had to be the very noteworthy for good or for otherwise. Um, he was young and he smuggled something through. Yes, according to the Shita, that he took the shame of Farish and threw it into the mix for the Chet Egel. Didn't do much for his uh, progress and did a lot of damage in Klai Israel, but not a Kasha that somebody that young wouldn't be mentioned. And then there's the shittas that hold that uh, it wasn't necessarily him. Although, if you remember, just go back. We saw Kafal from Beis on page one. Just see it quickly again because the Gemara is going to try to figure out if he's on the list of those who lost the Elam Haba. As we mentioned, that's why so much is in Perichelik. They're talking about Risham, Gemurim, Sadikim, some in between. And the list here, Pashtas, is not an exhausted list. It's those who had tremendous potential and didn't make it, misused it. See, I have in the Mishnah a very small list of people lost Alam Haba. Unfortunately, there are many more people who lost Alam Haba. They didn't make it onto this list. With that said, the Gemara does ask when it's talking about some noteworthy people like Micha became, very noteworthy, unfortunately, is he on the list of people who lost Alam Haba? Interestingly enough, there's a lot of Inyan and Nister in these Gemaras. Besides the fact that the Gemaras themselves as a Gadotes are that's a hard to figure out. And in Peri Chelek, they're even more challenging, but necessary for all of Tanakh and some of our basic Hashkafas. So in the middle of everything, the Gemara discusses about a few Tzadikim and Tzadikim who made mistakes and Rishayim who might have had some redeeming qualities. The Gemara sort of interjects, well, maybe we shouldn't decide who's in Olam Haba, which is an interesting statement. Everybody agreed to that, and the Gemara is talking to Amaraim and Tanaim, and of course, these are Tzadik Elyam, the Gedele Adar, they weren't interested in not being down the Kaschus, they weren't interested in placing somebody not in the Elam Haba list if he was. They're just trying to figure out what's shot in the Pusik where it says that they're getting lost by Lamazeh, Balaban, Kares, and the Tulashanis of Kares, and the different things that are set over in the Psukim. That's really the context. So, not that anybody, Khalil, is being presumptuous in trying to figure it out. It's do we have the ability to figure it out for Pshat in Navi? And 
Is it a Milo Chisarin? Don't forget, if you say somebody is a Ben Elam Haba, even if he wasn't, if we paskin down here, it's quite possible that will affect the Psach in Shemayim. Ben Latoy, Ben Lamutuf. That's an important aspect which we will probably get to. A lot of rate right on that, interestingly enough, even though it's all in Yane Nister and we would rather say, indeed, whatever in Shemayim they paskin is fine with us, the Gabe Gehenim Elam Haba. But that might be selling it short, both in the shot in what happened and in our ability to affect it. So keep that in mind as we have this unusual discussion. Like, yeah. It seems more that Hazal were able to affect the, the Kapara and the entrance of Elisha Ben Abuya into. Uh, yeah, uh, well, Menashe is one of the biggest debates over here. And Rabbi Yechanan, who was sort of the Pesach Acharon on that sugya, says he's the Ben Haba, and then Madrashim, he's the head of the whole section of Bali Tshuva, and we're talking about Bali Tshuva over there, who struggled with Avodah and So either he didn't make it, or he made it in a very big way. I'm sure there's shittas in between. So as I said, it's a very deep topic, and anybody who's not in this discussion is because they're not so central to the issues in the Ashkafis and Tanakh. But Manasha was, and Micha is. That's why we're discussing it. But yeah, Tvila can help, and having a Talmud like our mayor can help, and even that didn't work right away, and it was only later, speaking of Rabbi Yechanan. So sometimes it's a long story and a long look back, because it was a Shtashlis HaDavarim. When they say that the, like when every door is judged by, you know, by the people of, of, of that door that are in... Yeah, and this... So, so, so like when those people make it to the Olam Emes... But that was many doors later. Rabbi Yechem was many doors later. It seems that like they, to a certain degree that, that they... Now that they're the ones that are in charge of the Yeshiva Shalmaila, they can decide what... Are they? Are they in charge of the Yeshiva Shalmaila? I'm not so sure about that. That's true for the people of that door. It's not so Pasha Abyechem would come and take over Yeshiva Shamaila and you can't even say that Rashi was Nifter in Yeshiva Shamaila because it's Yeshiva Shamaila. So who says they didn't keep the tenure <laughs> for a long time? I would suspect the Rosh Yeshiva, Yeshiva Shamaila is Meshav in terms of the general Yeshiva. With that uh, understanding, it might have a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand sub yeshivas and different, different, <laughs> most of the, who knows? So, Enlan Oesek Benestaris at that point. But it does come up. So let's see the Gemara again at the two dots, at uh, the bracket actually about uh, 60% of the way down. Kofalaf on Beis. So this part we saw. Hunavad humicha hu sheva ben bichri. That doesn't bode well. Sheva ben bichri, we know what damage he tried to cause. Novat sheniva vila he like Kairach had this nevua that he was going to attain Malchus. It wasn't him, it was Yerav and his son who could have been a melech and could have succeeded had he not uh, been trapped by his gaiva and then everything else was drushes and drushes and drushes and why you can't go to Yishalayim, why he's building a temple and everything went south from there. Micha, Shernis, Machmech, Bibinyan. So the Gemara, just the push of shot in this Gemara, attaches him to the original Micha and Rashi gives you the background. Rashi Rabbeinu was quote-unquote, complaining due to his pain and obviously stroll, what's going to be with Klai Yisrael, things are getting worse, and they're using babies for cement. And Hashem challenged him to take one out and see what would happen, just to see an insight into Darkei Hashem. Very frightening idea, because the Moshe Rabbeinu's complaint on his madrega, which came only from a good place, 
Uh, Klai Yisrael suffered from Chet Egel and from basically what laid the foundation to Avarazar and Yisrael, which existed till the Churban. On and off. That's pretty uh, jarring to say the least. It's the difference between davening and doing a Misa. Notice how Hashem challenged Moshe Rabbeinu could daven. Moshe Rabbeinu did daven the whole time. Here Hashem challenged him to teach this important lesson. Tachan Emunah says, I'm going to allow you to actually change the program. You can actually do a Misa. That's very different. Doing a Misa. Again, I didn't begin to explain it, and I'm not going to, because Moshe Rabbeinu, even after that, still said, in the cave on Harsinai, like Elio Novi, yesterday's Russia, I want to understand more Tzadik, everybody wants to understand that, because it's the most difficult to handle. And Moshe Rabbeinu is the highest Madrega, and he still didn't get a full answer. He can't get a full answer by definition, because only Baruch who knows past, present, future, and knows the whole story, what Tikkun and Miti made, what Kaparaz, what's not finished, so, by definition, the answer is a human can't possibly understand it. And if he understands it more than Moshe Rabbeinu understood it, he's no longer alive. And that's not a good thing for longevity and other things for their tachlis on earth. So that's really the aside of it. It's impossible. It's not Pshat. He didn't reach a madrega. He reached the highest madrega reach. It's impossible. You're still in human form. Moshe Rabbeinu was almost out of human form, but still wasn't a malach, as close as you can get. But that is all 20-20 hindsight. That last paragraph was taking all the chazals and explaining what the parameters are. But Moshe Rabbeinu was learning that, and he was told to do a maizah, not just daven. You can always daven. The tefillah won't be accepted. Yeah, and you can put the disclaimer if this is the best thing, which is always a good idea. And if you don't say it and you mean it, so I'm also good. That's, the, that's why this is so important. Because we can now, it's part of the Messiah and part of Tarish Pes. We should understand what we can do and what is out of reach. That's the, uh, that's the key over here. So, take a look at Amr Beis. Actually, it's, the, it's a daft before in Kov Gimel. Take a look at page 2. Amr Beis of this copy. If you look at Almost at the bottom, about uh, ten lines on the bottom, is a bracket there. ma manu So now the list for Elam Haba. Why isn't he on the list of those who lost their Elam Haba? We're just the beginning of the Misa, and we know what's coming because you've seen this before, at least superficially, and it's not going to end well. It's going to get worse and worse, and it's not going to end very quickly. Said least. So, if you want to talk about notable people who apparently had kaychus, he was a machnis He had an aspect of chesed in his heart that he it wasn't just in his heart. He put into practice that was chad b'minay, chad b'dayr. Hardly unusual in a positive sense. A free hotel and it has such a thing. And he was just giving out the food, and he wasn't an independent veer. You see, the, they were bent out of shape about the money. He gave. He gave. He was generous. He was also a tremendous kayach. He attracted people. He, so we're talking about somebody who could have done a lot of positive in Klai Yisrael, and it was messed up in a big way. So that is usually a telltale sign of somebody who should be on the list. And that's why the Gemara asks a previous question at the beginning of this year. Why do we ask that about a lot of people? The answer is we can ask about a million people. But there are very few who are chashim enough, notable enough, or notorious enough to be on the list. Mimnei ma lamanu es micha, mimnei shapita metzuya la'evrei drachim. 
And the Gemara gives this very answer. Tremendous, tremendous Unbelievable. And such good kite in that department, so he gets a lot of schar for that. Doesn't mean he got into Alam Haba. Might have mean it cooled off Gehenim a little bit. But we don't want to put him in the list. Now, what's Pashat in the Gemara over here? So I sort of jaded it because the only one reason in the comments says, like I just mentioned, that is, he didn't get Talim Haba. He should have been on the list. We didn't put him on the list. What that does with the token getting you in the train, he sort of is on the list and he lost everything and he didn't get in Talim Haba. But because Pita Mitsuya, so I'll cover to the mitzvah of and the positive that was done or could have been done, there was a net loss, clearly. It's not a chasazorchem. You invite somebody to your house, then you show him in the back room by the den, there's an avodazara, and he can help himself. You have a net loss. You fed him cake, kugel, chicken soup, and then you got him to do avodazara. But I'll cover that mitzvah, but I don't want to put him on the list. But he's on the list. That's the ad Rama I was going to say. I'm going to show you inside. And then some are going to argue. That's going to be quite a machleg. It's also pretty alpinister. Yes? Why was this enough to, to preclude him from being listed, whereas Ahav's Skulios, as far as supporting uh, the Hamadir uh, Chamev of his door and all the other things that, that we allowed him mm-hmm. for, but yet that didn't stop him from being listed, and all those Skulios did not stop us? It's hard to count. The Gemara does say he was 50-50 at one point. Ahav had a checkered uh, tshuva process or lack thereof. There were times when he was closer Haraya, this past week's half terror that would have been. Eliyahu is running in front of him. Bederach Nase, Hashem makes an ace for that. To get him just over the line, because everybody else is straddling the fence, is now, at least for a day, Hashem will look him. And Achav could have been brought. Of course, he's Zevil, put a stop to that. But he was doing that because he was that close. And at the end of his life, though, we don't know where that there was a high point to that tshuva he was sitting but sock vitainus getting malchus from his mechutin that's a first and a last he invited Yoshofet every day to give malchus that's a bizarre and that's and that's his mechutin so there was a point where he was doing much better at the end of his life he wasn't even though Chazal still say the straw that broke the camel's back I think we vetted that expression that was kosher sort of uh, was the murder of Novus that tipped the scale. So it sounds like it was pretty close. Okay. So we're saying that's, that's the reason why they had to listen in order because you might think that... You know, I think he made it. Yeah. Therefore, you might think that maybe he, he's not... Right. There were, there were points where he was actually doing... Possibly. Micha, we have a chasasachim, which lured people into an avodazara den. That... It's a chiddush. I must mention that, but okay, chesed is chesed, and therefore we want to give covered. The Aramah says, a little covered, we tip our hat, but he's on the list. So, I need you to believe, or I'm a nice guy. Uh, Yad Ramah certainly didn't get him into Olam Haba. He was a chetiyamach to Yisarabim. The shita that's going to be hold that there was obviously a lot of Gehenim. For Tikkun for this, the question is, is he in the running that eventually somebody gets to Tikkun? Remember, there are a very, their group of Rashaim who are so bad, they can never get into Mahaba because the Tikkun is a cleanup job of a Kapara and you have to be Zecha to that. Then the Shita as a whole, there's an ultimate Tikkun anyway, but that, that's not part of this discussion. Yeah? 
A glock kasher, yashan, chal of Yisrael. Apparently, apparently, but picture the scene. At Twelve o'clock was serving lunch. It was marketing also. I don't know marketing. We don't know. You know, we say in this lotion, you know, what was this problem? I, it's very hard to figure out. Like, he was hungry for the money. If he's hungry for the money, then don't give it away so easily. Selamite becomes a covet issue, which a lot of things ultimately boil down to. He wanted to have a matzah. He's the... Okay. That's a little strange. That's the only way to do a matzah. The answer is there was on the side, or not so much on the side, a natural natia for Avodah in those times. So he ended up getting swept in pretty quickly, and he actually believed in this stuff. So he was maybe from this midah of generosity. He wanted to share the wealth, but that's not, sharing the wealth to get people involved in Yeravarus is not usually considered a mailah. And it's and it's not that that's the problem over here. Yeah. Right. So here, basically, we're we're saying that he he um, whatever whatever the story is, but was done, so that has to be. Yes, Edakash Baruch Mekapeh Schach Kalberia means. You know, means to the to the goal that part. Whatever well, that what he's asking. Was it a marketing ploy or was it real It sounds like he had this media in him, and it and it was. You look at the Midrashim, and we're going to see a few of them. Lamaisa, that's why I described the last time we had Sheer. It's not like a value added that, oh, we can get an extra bowl of Cheerios and why not? It'll make my trip more geschmack. They had nothing in between. People traveled. They were often, often on the verge of starvation. So he saved lives. It's possible he saved, like people were thirsty. That, and that already is a schus that you revive people. Yeah, cool enough, Canada. That's why I mentioned. That, that's why I threw that in. It has to be right, right, right. If you drop pennies and the hole in your pocket and somebody picks it up, okay, that's not a mitzvah of Averis, that's just a pocket that needs repair. This is worse because it ends up being Averis. But if at any point, even though not 100% Lashma, it was also good for marketing, but he knew he was happy that people weren't starving and people were, weren't fainting and the hot sun, that had a tremendous mile. The question is how much? So we're going to see. Uh, we're going to see in a moment. Let's just see. We'll see the Ad Ramah. Let's finish the Gemara. Tanya, Rabnas, and Aimer. Migrav Shila. It's a city, a town close by. Gimel Milim, not very far, three kilometers. And they were close enough that when the smoke from the Marocha, which was Kaddish Kaddashim, Kaddish from Shila, came up. Real Kabbalahs, people, Tzadikim, were bringing uh, real Kabbalahs and real Avedah. And unfortunately, that smoke went up and it was close enough the smoke of Pesamicha where they were bringing illegal treif karbanas. So the Midas Hadin, the Malachim Rebbe Midas wanted to get rid of him earlier on rather than the longevity that he ends up having. So as you were just asking, that seems to be like right now, there's somebody who would have fainted. So that's a schus for right now. Get schusim paid back by Ilum Hazeh is not a good thing in the total picture, but there is a trigger 
That works that way. Not good for him ultimately. But the minister then can't strike as he's giving away food. This is very, very deep, but shows you the kayach of a mitzvah, even very marketing, getting him to Vazar, result oriented, it was bad for the people who were stopping in. Anybody who stopped in here, it was in hindsight, far better had they fainted on the road and not made it. Clearly, because anybody went and got involved in Vazar, they lost Alam Haba. So it doesn't, doesn't help you long term. But right now, it was Peter Matzila Evidrachim. As we mentioned, that's going to get everybody in trouble because they fight a very, very important holy war over Kveid Basar Vadam by Pelegish Begiva coming later. And over here, covered of the Shechina, that there's a base of Arazar right near, three meal from the Mishkan. And not enough people, not nobody, but not enough people said anything. A similar tie-in. Because they weren't forthcoming with bringing food and basic supplies, they're banished from joining Klaiswell forever. So this Lagima, this Midah, is very, very important and protective somewhat, even though in long term it was damaging for Micha. And that's the point. You, you don't have that midah to begin with. You can't get in the cholesterol. However, if you have that midah and you say you're a nice guy, but you're an Ovid of Azar or an Apicarius, it doesn't help you long-term either. The debate is, how much did it help even over here? You look perturbed. Uh, <laughs> Not perturbed because like, it's located three, three mil from Shiloh. You know, if you t- put it in perspective, when people went to Alil Lorego, it took them two weeks to get back to where they were going. Right. This, this is like, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump. The yeah, that's why Hashem, in Shemayim there was such a tumult. Because. It's, 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 like, it, it's like having a, you know, having a place on Route 59. Yeah, where, it's very yeah three mils, only three kilometers. It's not that far. Well, by car, it's like a blink, but. Yeah, but even, even by horse, it's, it's a blink. It's not like he was in the middle of South Dakota. With right. I'm hoping. I don't know the exact layout. This city mentioned over here, Grav, nobody really knows where it is. It's not mentioned anywhere. The Gemara just takes, it's a historical fact. That's where this town was, where Micha was. We knew where Shiloh was. So they said, well, look, from Grav to Shiloh is only three mil. Where was Grav? And your question is important for that. Was this on Derech HaMelech, like the last gas station before Shiloh? If that's true, there's really a Taina over here. Thousands of people going by, and they make a tumult, you fight a war for Pelagish Begiva. He deserved it by Pelagius Begiva, but there's got to be some... I'm hoping. We don't know what Grav is, and we're never going to know. There are a few people even like, wonder, we never heard of this city. Okay, it was a small, they never heard of it. It's a small town, and we'd rather forget about it, because the only fame it had was that it housed Pesel Micha, and otherwise there were 26 families there. So where was it? I'm hoping that, as you're asking... Not everybody was able to pass through this town because then it's Taka Kasha. You have all these Heiliger Yidden coming through the They didn't notice how loud Dover who? We're just, we're never going to know, but it's quite possible, unfortunately, that a lot of people passed through. It was only three meals away and they knew about it. And they said, yeah, that's the place that has free donuts and coffee. They said, yeah, there's also something else going on. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in the back room. Strange things going on, strange people, but good donuts. Okay, so that's a problem. We can't, that's, that's exactly the issue. Yeah. After this, is, why didn't Shiloh have anything to offer? I mean, Shiloh didn't... Had a lot to offer. No, I'm saying... Not free donuts. You're asking that, Shiloh, free donuts. You guys are asking all the good questions, but that's not a cash on Shiloh. As a matter of fact, I, I'll go out on a, on a limb over here. 
Uh, we have listeners, Baruch Hashem, from all over Klaeser, all over Heilige Yidin. I, uh, one of our fine doctors who used to work in Monroe says, you know, you have quite a fellowship in Monroe. I said, yeah, no. So they call, sometimes that's for Shailah, Heilige Yidin. They might not like this marshal, um, but it's, it's a good marshal. I think one of the only things they did right, I'm not saying Lashma, the Wataynas, when they cleared out the Kaisal, to make it look too nice, and it's not Zechel Achorben, so three weeks material, right? Make it look all paved and all. And it's Achorben, it's not, okay, so that's the people doing it or not from, it's hard to know. One thing you notice when you go there as an American, they didn't allow, one of the first rules they made, no food concessions anywhere near. You gotta walk up 5,000 steps if you want a Coke, right? Everybody's been there? Except for those I just mentioned who are listening, the Heilige Yidin, who don't go there. Why is that? So I'm not dashing the shvach there, the government's cheshben is, but it makes sense. First of all, who are going to give? That's the most popular mokum where people come. Like, how much are you going to pay for a life like that? But it's more than that. This is a mokum of uh, tefillah. It's a mokum of where people come to see something unusual. A lot of the tourists just come to see because it's part of the tour guide and they have no, no ruchnis at all. But for, uh, from people, even people who just uh, want to be in touch with something uh, Yiddish or if they're going. Can you imagine a guy right outside the castle selling donuts and, uh, or giving it away? And it, it, That's not what Sheila, you're asking a legitimate question. Why don't, I'm not sure they didn't serve. And people came, oh, Larego was a hard mitzvah and they were thirsty in the castle today, right outside. You've been to the Nates Minion. They do have somebody with some. Uh, sometime or Yushami Kogol giving some that's not an official thing but they do it because people push it are you've been there I, w- I was just there last week it's Baruch Hashem always sunny in Yushalayim you go there it's hot you're sweating you get thirsty so I know already don't get th- too thirsty you never water fountain out there whatever it is but I'm not sure it wasn't by design you don't want to make it a matzah where people are coming and my raya is they didn't overly decorate Yushalayim it was always very nice because they didn't want people to say oh we're going for the flowers and we're going for the food and we're going for the Yushalmi Kukuma you're going for Ruchnius so the answer to your question is they did not want to overplay it did it exist on any level for those who are very thirsty probably but you don't want a matzah like that in Shiloh otherwise it's a good question you're three meal away why not compete and serve better Yerushalmi Kugel? I pick Yerushalmi Kugel because it's been in the Shear recently. Uh, so whatever the uh, brachas issues are there or not, but uh, the uh, <laughs> Lakshan Kugel, uh, Potato Kugel, wherever they're coming from. But it's an interesting point. What's going to be lots of love? I think this rule, I'm not saying the government had anything Lashma when they were setting it up like that, but I, I don't think they're going to want to have any restaurants anywhere near Habayz. And people come and say, oh yeah, the shawarma is very good right by the Azara. But it's not something we want to create. At all. We want to stay, stay away from that. And he created a matzah. Everybody knows that his sandwiches were good. This is real Jewish deli here. The only problem is it wasn't very Jewish. So that's, it, it just, as we're picturing it, that's why we're trying to look into this. What was going on there? And a lot of people didn't want to, either they were the benefits of it, the beneficiaries of it, they didn't want to like, make trouble. And if you press them, they said, yeah, there's something strange going on in the background, but you know what, I'm not into talking Lashon Hara about Jews. When somebody says that in a context like this, that means he's lazy and he doesn't want to look into it because then he's got to do something about it. That's not good. But that's the contrast over here. Go to page three. And you'll see 
Yeah, yeah. So I, we we saw some of them last week, but uh, yeah, Rashi mentions about uh, him bringing the shame of Farish for the Chet Eagle, and he brought it across the Yamsuf. It's a Pella that if, starting off the first question this year was this really the same person? So the Pashat in this Gemara is that he was a different Medrashim, but the Gemara is assuming he's the same person and he's older now. Especially if you plug that into the Machlekes Rishanim here whether Pesach Michal takes place at the end of the period of Shaitan or the beginning. He's either in his uh, 40s, 50s, 60s now, coming out of that, or he add a few hundred years to that. And then he's been around a very long time. Take a look at page 3. You'll see here, pick up the This has to be uh, read very carefully, which we will because there's some unusual entries on this list. Dashing here, there says the Dibris and notable people in Tanakh who, unfortunately, will serve as the dogma, the antithesis of what that particular one of the Assez of Dibris stands for. So we only have ten, obviously. And some of them are not going to be surprising. Some of them are going to be surprising. This does not mean, I'll say ahead of time, it does not mean that this is the list of the worst Rishayim ever in the history of the world. You'll see that right away. Some pretty bad ones here. But there one or two, at least one, who was a Heilig Tzaddik, another one who did a lot for Klai Yisrael. They're being chosen because the Midah that they didn't do a good job on is a stira to that particular Dibra of the Osiris of Dibris. So, with that very important introduction, look at the list. Second paragraph. Per what we said before, important Ashkaf of understanding that only HaKosh Baruch has the full view of what Tikkun has to be made and what went wrong and what's going to happen, and we don't have that view. V'tzafa ba'asar Shabbat to Ba, that's a very strong Lashon. Ba to Ba means kicked, that openly rebelled against the Baruch Hu in a certain Midah. The top of the list, this is pretty frightening, number one on the list is Micha. Now you would say, okay, uh, whatever we're learning, we're still in the introduction of Micha, whatever we're learning, we got a few Pesukim in just to show you that he actually co-opted this Levi, grandson of Moshe Rabbeinu, and is running the operation, but it's going to get worse. And Micha is the opposite of Anarchi Hashem Alakecha, and he's the one who caused, for himself and for many other people, that Anarchi Hashem was blurred, to say the least. That's not an envious position to be in. Yeah. The reason why he's number one on the list is not necessarily because he's the worst. Uh, well, I said he's not the worst. Right, but because. No, we'll see. I'll, I'll get to my mama. We'll see. It's not because he's the worst, but if you're on the list, that means you did something very wrong and there were other chetim achtiyas arabim. And we're dividing it up because it's according to the Aseris the Dibris. And the Lashon Batu is the strongest Lashon I've ever seen. Batu? Uh, every Rosh Amrusha is bayit. Is he kicked? It means a, like an open chutzpatika rebellion. Eloi and Micha, Yeravam. Can you expect Yeravam to be in the list? There were people who uh, went to Avodah earlier in life. Yeravam was... 
uh, person who did damage because of his uh, stature and his tremendous stature led other people after he gave Shir Klali on 15 different reasons why this is mutter and you can't go alila regal and you have to come to me and we're competing we're putting up a golem of all things that just did more damage Ben Yisraelis we had a few shirim on him not long ago in the parasha Mekeshish who Rabbi Kiva says was the Shem Shemayim and it was a tzaddik who wanted to show Klai Yisrael that this is serious. And you can't have Yish, and you have to know the mitzvahs are serious, and you've got to keep Shabbos, and I'm going to be the dogma. So he met L'shem Shemaim, why is he on the list? So that's one man to Amr. Abri agrees with Rabbi Kiva, and even according to Rabbi Kiva, uh, if you want to take Api Nister, they had to keep two in a row, and this would have been the second with a great tikkun for Klayasol and the rest of the world and it didn't happen that's a pretty serious responsibility and cheshbenus or not you have to ask Moshe Rabbeinu to ask Kosh Baruch Hu, is this a good idea and apparently it wasn't and that's very interesting because when it talks about the Gemara Shabbos with Rabbi Kiva it sounds like Rabbi Kiva saying he met L'Shem Shemayim it was a great idea and nobody really says it was a great idea he met L'Shem Shemayim and the Masha there and and he had in mind not to do it he's doing it the shame example and it wasn't really the shame cutting wood is that a Malach Hashem in your mind so why'd they kill him so it's alright for the Rambam Malach Hashem Zichlagufa is a Chiv Daraisa and what about all the other Rishayim the answer is you come to Bastin and you tell Bastin a chap that well I really had in mind I was trying to teach Klai Yisrael something that's not going to get you off the hook because there were two aids and you had Asra and you have a couple Asra. You didn't have Asra, 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 whatever shot you take in the Gemara. But the Machshava in the mind is not going to help. Klape Shemayim, Kiva just saying, he had that Machshava. He's still on the list. And the list is Keneged Shmir Shabbos. Avshalom, speaking about rebellion, and uh, Avshalom is, stands out as uh, the lack of Kibbutz of Aim in the most extreme way. The next two are surprising Yayev and Shimshin. Well, surprising, we just spent four months on Shimshin despite the chesrenis and the mistakes, Lamaisa, because of the jarring uh, entry of Shimshon, you look at four in the footnote, the Alkan has the gears of Zimri. Well, where we're coming from last week, Zimri fits a lot better than Shimshon, but the fact that Shimshon could be in anybody's girsa shows you the main problem was he married the wrong person and she did a lot of damage, and that's why it's there on this list in the number seven slot. The Yayav, uh, we don't have enough hours. We spent um, a good 50 shirim on Yayav. Very complex person. Basically is responsible for the uh, assurance that David HaMelech and Machaz Beis David survived, was born and survived. That's not a small schuss. And with that said, he, like many strong generals, even if they're very firm and they're talking learning and Sugiyas and Chalitza with Avner and Lamaisa, he also went against uh, David Melech on a few notable occasions, and you can't do that, and that's, uh, he killed the wrong people, and that's Ritzicha. So it's almost like the list in Chelek of people who should have known better and didn't, and that's why they're put on. And that would explain if Shimshin is the right gear, so why he's here. Achan also uh, almost ended the conquest of Eretz Yisrael before it started. The only time things shouldn't go wrong in war, if you're ever conquering Eretz Yisrael, is the first battle. And Yeshua ben Nun, those Canaan, were very scared when they lost eye. They almost didn't recover. Just to their stature, they, uh, they davened and he asked for a nevuah of direction and how to find him and get rid of him. But that was very, very dangerous. 
That was a critical point that uh, they almost gave up. A de novus is obviously Lasana. And Achav, speaking of Achav, and we're not going to go through all them because we'd have to chazer nine years worth of material, but the uh, next paragraph explains everything we just explained and puts it connected each one of the dibris. You'll notice that it's not just that Ritzicha, we spoke about Achav being 50-50 and the sentence on him that he should be Chayimisa and get killed in battle, which he did, is because of the murder of Novus. Notice how, according to this Medrash, it's not this Elia Rabba, it's not a Pekadar Belezer. Notice how he's put by the Lesachmud, the Makur of the problem was with all his power and money, and he was the most powerful, wealthiest king, aside from Shlomo Melch, maybe. And it didn't do anything for him, he just needed more. He's missing one vineyard, and that was his undoing. That's what's so powerful over here. And uh, that Be'ita in, in Lesachmed ignoring that, uh, that danger. And the next paragraph goes to each of them, but we explained it already. So again, what's important for us going forward, Micha is the first one of Anoche Hashem Elokecha. And Yeravam is Lo Yelecha Elohim Acherem. Why wasn't Micha in the second slot? Why wasn't Yeravam? What's the difference between the two? They both were involved in Avodah Zarech HaTiyah Machtiyah Sarabim. So what's the, what's the chilek? Because Micha wasn't the Kimachirim. It wasn't late like that. It was more... Hey, if you'd ask Yeravam, if, if you were Yeravam's Shia Kloli, you wouldn't say that. I wasn't there either, but Yeravam can give... Uh, I don't even know if Micha knew how to learn. Probably not. Yeravam knew how to learn. Yeah, but he was actively doing that. Micha, it sounds like from what we've heard so far, is that it was slipped in. It was, even if it was. What are you saying? What? I would say that it's an ongoing around. But Yeroham, he said, we're still. Right? Right? I think they both said it. If you'd stop either of them and interview them, they'd say, I'm not an atheist, and I'd be curious. I'm not, we believe in Hashem. We go to Shachras, Mincha, Mairv. And we have this guy in the background. No, these, uh, these here are things that are that like what they excelled in, basically. Shaila is why the number one, number two slot needs Hezbo over here. Because it sounds like Micha did, it's hard to imagine anybody did more damage than Yerub Menavot. Yerub Menavot, the fact that he didn't do what he was supposed to do, ended up the SS Shvatama lost and possibly forever, at least 98% of them. Micha was a annoying problem that a lot of people chose to ignore to their detriment. But like I said, they're going to Lila Rego and they just, yeah, what's going on over there? I don't know, strange people. But it wasn't, they, they almost tried to wish it away. So who did more damage? More damage, more type of... Right. So the Shaila is, why is that erasing an Echa My only guess is that Micha was earlier, according to Rashi and the Gemara, a lot earlier, like from the get-go. And he, an Echa was never established fully because of Micha's operations. Was this in chronological order anyway? No. Not necessarily. I mean, not, not all of them are certainly not. Right? But it's, I'm not worried about the timeline. I'm worried about why Anoche Hashem Lekecha sounds like it was never established that Anoche Hashem Lekecha. Lo is, once you know this Hashem, Lo don't dabble in Avodah So why would you put, I can argue in either, each direction, but Daily Araba says clearly he's first. My, my assumption is because he was so early on that for those weak ones who never got into it, they never really established Anoche Hashem Lekecha. He was standing at Kriyas Yamsuf. With a pestle. He was making Chet Egel. He was at Har Sinai. And that's a longer term issue. That would be, that would be my guess. 
We explained, okay. Okay. He established himself as somebody who as part of the Jews Orthodox. Who? Who? Until he's really. But if you'd ask Micha, he was. Right. It's just that when he realized, oh, there's a Yeah, it was off cover. That's what drove him to it. Shailas, who did who did more damage? And uh, but this list is is a pella in many areas. The fact that Shimshin is such a pella that a different girsa. But Achav, the other people on the list, it's not the who's who of the worst for Shaim. It's the ones who, in that particular midah, ended up bumping against and kicking this midah in the Aseris of Dibris. That's the yeah yeah Lasinaf is, but some put in Zimri because of that. Who had a similar past? Zimri was an Adam Gadol for the first. 600 years or so. Oh, he was, however old he was, he was very old and it went sour. So uh, that, that gear say either one makes sense. Right. What they excelled in. Yep, yep. Okay, Slocha Rabam, please check your emails for next week.